All right, what's going on, BE3? You got Jeff Beggins here and Mr. Mike Puma. Mike Puma. And we've got a special guest with us today who is launching a whole new series with us here. And you're going to see a lot more kind of real raw stories about how real estate actually happens. And we're very happy to have Mr. Bob Dean with us today. And Hello, Jeff. Hello, Mike. Nice to be with you today. Thank you. Absolutely. Bob is a really cool agent. How long have you been with us now, Bob? Um, about seven years, Jeff. It's, it's been a while. It's, it's been a while. It's been a, it's been a fun ride, and I've been really enjoyed watching you just get all different types of levels and, and lengths and just really crushing it in the business. What I think would be interesting for people, because we got people literally, Bob, watching this from all different parts of the world now, from BE3 following, and it's just interesting to see backgrounds. We got newer people. We got top agents. We got everything in between on the whole deal. What's funny about real estate to me is nobody actually, when you're a kid, say, you know what, I can't wait to one day be a real estate agent, right? It's never like that ultimate um, quest for the world. Like life happens, things go on from a life scenario, then you find yourself in this really cool industry and you probably question, maybe I should have done this earlier, right? But um, what, what was the weird path that kind of brought you into real estate when we met it was about seven years ago? I still remember that interview. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny. I was thinking about that the other day. Uh, I grew up in a real estate family, but uh, took the path of, uh, I went into the retail business. I had uh, many retail furniture stores up and down US 19. Uh, quite a few of them up in Hudson, Spring Hill, Newport Ritchie area. Uh, prior to that, I was in retail furniture with other uh, uh, retailers. Um, you know, my, my sister for years was pushing me and pushing me and pushing me saying, well, you know, why, why, why do you deal with this retail stuff? You know, you, you come home and we're always involved in, uh, you know, either grading a yard or building a house or doing something like that. You know, why don't you get into real estate? So finally, after 9-11, uh, I closed a business. Uh, I, uh, uh, I bankrupted a business and, uh, uh, I decided, what the hell? You know, I was driving down Gulf Boulevard and I stumbled upon the Indian Rocks Beach office and uh, they, it had a sign on the marquee. It said, uh, Realtors Wanted, you know, uh, come in and interview. So, uh, uh, you know, I just came off the beach and I, I, I stopped the car. Actually, I drove by the office and I turned around, I went back and I went through the front door. I was greeted by a, a very friendly face that said, oh yeah, yeah, listen, I, I can get you an interview with Jeff. Don't worry about it. So, uh, you know, that, that's, that's really what it, what it happened. That's awesome. It, it's just, it's just funny I, how I love the story of how people end up in real estate. And so you kind of have the, you have the family push to kind of do it. And then you just said, screw it. Like you, I mean, you're, uh, you're, I want to, I want to hit a point with that real quick though, because I think he glossed over it, but I think there's a lot of people watching who are either going to go through this or are going through it right now. And so you go through 9-11, which is an event very much like what we're experiencing right now from a world perspective, right? It was just all of a sudden, no one saw it coming, boom, fear, anxiety, no one knows what to do. Everyone's afraid to go outside because they might die. You know, what's happening? We're going to war. <clears throat> all these big negative things, media is blowing it up. I mean, just all this stuff, right? It's this tragic event that happened, plus people dealing with the loss of of loved ones, everything in between, a lot like what we are experiencing right now in COVID-19. But 
what I took away from what you just said, and again, you glossed over it very quickly, was you bankrupted a business, right? You got punched in the mouth and had basically went to zero right there. And instead of saying, you know what? Maybe I should just go back to retail, get a job, try and do something that's comfortable so I don't do it. You turned right around and went into another difficult business as an entrepreneur on your own and just said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go try it again. That didn't work out. Maybe this will. And that mentality is something that's real intriguing to me. And I know I'm sure the audience can, can take away, like, what was that mindset? Was there ever a hesitation of like, should I go get a job or should I go into real estate? hesitation yeah there was a hesitation (laughs) you know i mean i went from being a retailer with five furniture stores you know bedding stores furniture stores to being a wholesaler because you know when 9-11 hit uh you know no one was traveling uh the europeans weren't coming over buying houses so they weren't buying houses they weren't buying furniture so i went from a, a retailer to a wholesaler because i've got a I've got a 30,000 square foot warehouse filled with furniture that, you know, I only own half of it. So uh, it it was like, ah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, you you don't know what you're going to do. You know, you're flying by the seat of your pants. You know, one thing led to another, Uh, you know, you, 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 you make decisions uh, and hopefully you make the right decision. And uh, you know, if you make a bad decision, hopefully you don't make it twice. So, you know, uh, I, I did what was, uh, what was necessary, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, looking back at it, um, you know, at the time it served me well, but, but I, I, today I look at it and I think to myself, my God, you must've been crazy. (laughs) You know, uh, you know, talk about stress. The the stress is being a, uh, uh, a realtor is, is nothing as compared to the stress of being a, uh, a retailer, you know, with multiple locations, wondering if anybody's at your location, you know, or people walking through the front door. So, yeah, um, things happen for a reason. And uh, uh, and it was very much, very much just like it is today. I, I mean, the streets dried up, US-19, there was no one traveling. Uh, it was scary times back then. That's an interesting parallel to make on that. So it really, really is the same. And we've always compared this event to 9-11 and I think the, the ripple effect is going to be very similar too. People are not going to come back. I mean, we're, we're just now for time stamping this, um, we are just now going to reopen the beaches next week, right? We're going to do a phased reopening of businesses. Um, so restaurants can start doing, you know, limited people and, you know, 30 to 50% capacity. And, and so, but the reality of it is it's confidence. People aren't going to be confident going out for a while just like with 9-11 and it's going to take some time. So but I think it's interesting. When, when I met you, I remember just this clicking in my brain saying, you know, there's, there's a DNA strand involved with success, right? You were successful, very successful in the furniture business and the retail business and that kind of world because you work your ass off, right? You, you, you talk to people, you go have fun, you give people an amazing experience, then you've done that your whole life. So you had choices and options as to what industry to go into. I think when we were talking about it, if you're going to sell something, might as well sell something with a high ticket price. Sure. So if you're going to yeah, get a piece of the warehouse. action. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. 
And then from a business perspective too, there's no better business. If you, if you put your business hat on for a second, right? You have no overhead, right? You've got no fixed overhead. You have no fixed cost. Everything's a variable expense and you get paid in direct proportion that you feel like getting paid, right? So the, the pressure's off completely, but the pressure's on because there's nobody to point to just like in your old business too. If you've, you don't do well, you don't do well, right? You live and die by your, your own self, right? That's what, it's tough. We, every day we wake up at zero, we laugh about that sometimes, but it's, there is some stress involved in that. Like you have to decide because if you don't work today, you get no check in 45 days. Absolutely. If you don't work tomorrow, you get no check in 45. That's right. Now, Bob, what do you, I, I would say from the, just knowing you, you know, and spending some, some time with you, I would say, one of the biggest things that has led to your success is something very simple. And, you know, Craig and Jeff say all the time that this is the people in communication business. And I think better than pretty much anyone I've met within our brand, especially you just talk to people. Um, so how has that, how has that led to your success? How, how have you built the business that you've built? How many, let's start here. How many transactions did you do last year? Roughly. Oh, four, 40 plus. Sorry, I'm having some phone issues here. Um, <laughs> no worries. Uh, yeah, 40, 40 plus. I, I'm not sure. I did less last year than I did the year before, but, you know, there, there's good reasons. Um, I made about the same money um, working smarter and, you know, less stress, so on and so forth. But, Mike, going back to what you said, I know no stranger. In other words, I talk to everybody, you know, within a very few seconds, whether they're interested in talking with you. If they're not, you move on. You know, I, I don't want to infringe on anybody's day or rights or, or whatnot. So, so they don't want to talk to me. They don't want to talk to me. But uh, uh, I found that that works, um, you know, uh, it, uh, uh, you know, whether you're at a gas station, a grocery store, you're at Walgreens, you're at Walmart, uh, you know, the, the cashier, the, the, the bagging attendant, uh, the guy in the lot, uh, you, you, never, you never know who might be interested in getting out of their rental and getting into a new home, um, and, and you don't know unless you ask. So uh, Jeff taught me a long time ago when I first came on, he, he, he gave me a catchphrase that I use regularly, and it's, uh, geez, Mike, uh, who do you know that's moving up, moving down, or moving around? And I normally get, what? Well, well, who do you know that's interested in buying or selling real estate? It works. It starts a conversation. Yeah, I love it. And, cause, and, and let me put this in context in case anyone's watching that either is very new in the business or maybe thinking about getting in the business but hasn't yet. So Bob doing 40 plus deals is in the top percentile of agents in the entire country. Okay, so we need to frame that in that this is you're literally looking at one of the top agents in the country um, doing that level of, of transactions. And he's doing it by simply talking to people. Um, and so I just, you know, uh, there's so many coaches and all this stuff out there. And, and Bob, to, to clarify, are you doing any crazy advertising? How much money are you spending with Zillow directly yourself? I don't spend a dime on advertising. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. That's not true. Um, if I post on Facebook, 
the opportunity might uh, uh, might be present for me to boost a post, uh, something like that. But that's all I'm doing. I'm not spending any advertising dollar other than Facebook, social media. So that so that's my point. You have a guy who is sitting in front of you right now. If you're watching, I really want you to pay attention to what Bob is saying because he is literally became a top agent by just talking to people, not really spending money on anything. And when he does, he's doing it in a, in a very intelligent way and spending it digitally where attention is. And he knows that he can capture that attention and leverage it. But I just want to make that point because if you're watching, you don't need to hire you know, these third parties to run all these ads for you and do all of that. You can build an amazing business in this industry by just talking to people. And, and Bob is proof. Here, here's, the, here's the issue. I think most agents kind of screw up though. The reason why people advertise is to get their phone to ring, right? Because they have a fear of actually going to talk to people themselves, right? Right. There is an option. You can either go get it or you can buy it right? There's two choices and both of them will work, right? If you want to yep. go spend a ton of money on Zillow ads or, you know, bus benches or to get people to see your name and start a conversation and hopefully maybe call you, it does work, but not at the scale of just saying, Hey, who do you know that's moving up, moving down, moving around, right? That costs zero except for internal, right? Rejection, right? Bob doesn't give a crap. If somebody says, screw you, buddy, I don't want to talk to you. Bob, he probably didn't remember the millions of times that's happened Move to him. He just doesn't the next care. Person. Right, because you don't care. You're not attached to the outcome. You're like helping. And then you also get to choose who you want to actually talk with because, you know, not sounding bad, but you get to choose who you have a conversation with because, right, that's it. So you have neighborhoods, stores, right, that you may not have that same conversation, right, then some neighborhoods and some stores you really want to have that conversation in. Right. So when you're in a, a higher end restaurant, having a cup of coffee, doing something like that, it's different. You get to choose your clientele and who you want to engage with. That's the beautiful thing about not advertising and be your own advertising is you get to tell who's who's face to face with you and who you want to connect with, who you want to disconnect with and who you want to move around. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. When, right. when you advertise, Jeff, you don't have a choice. You take the calls that are coming in. Uh, right. Since we've been on this Zoom call, my phone's rung twice, uh, yep. you know, different people calling in. But, you know, here's something that, that is neglected. I mean, truly, truly, it's neglected. And, you know, uh, I know, you know, Tom and Mike Ferry and whatnot, uh, Brian Buffini, uh, all these great coaches out there. The people that help me the most in my business are, are my past customers. Um, I have to say that, you know, better than 75% of the business that I do on a regular basis comes from people who know me, trust me, and know that I know what I'm talking about. Yep. Uh, people I've done business with in the past, uh, you know, they'll refer me to a friend, a cousin, a relative, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, oh, you're going to sell your house. You've got to call Bob Dean. Oh, you're, you're looking to buy a house. Listen, Bob did this for me here. Let me give you his number. I'll call Bob and I'll have him call you. Um, but, but here's how that, here's why this happens. And, and this is a true gift, right? And you have a, you have a lot of natural gifts that, and a lot you've cultivated yourself and gotten them better. But to your point, there's no stranger in your world and you connect with people and make them feel good. Right. One thing I can tell for sure, and I get the pleasure, you introduce me to a lot of your customers, right? I get to see them and I talk with All them the and, and, and every one of them, they, they, well, 
almost every one of them has 100% glowing reviews and they love you. Now, to be fair, there's a couple of them that don't and it's <laughs> called life, right? Yeah, it should happen. Shit happens, right? People, things happen in a, in a deal and I think too many agents sometimes think everyone's going to love you. They're not going to love you. Some of them are no. going to not like you at all and will never refer to you and, and regret the moment they ever saw your face, right? And it's called life, right? But the reality is that you from your heart did your best for every time and some people don't see it that way and it is what it is. But 99.99% of the people, I mean, your testimonials are freaking amazing and the biggest testimony is your phone blowing up. That's all you really care about. But I think it's important to disconnect, right? And do your best to everybody you meet and then your phone starts growing. But your phone didn't start blowing up. It took years for that to happen. And I think sometimes agents forget that part. Well, I, I got to tell you. So, you know, I, I fought you terribly for the first six months. Mm-hmm. And I did not want to learn the scripts. So for any new agent out there, no matter what agency you're with, um, you know, there's a reason why there are scripts and, and they work. Uh, you know, you can you can rearrange the buzzwords a little bit, but you know, the, the essence of what they say needs to be said and uh, you know, say it in your own words, but you have to get that across to the clientele uh, and, and they work. And, and I fought that for the, the longest time. Uh, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I, I've owned my own businesses. I, I've done this. I, I don't need that. Well, that wasn't the case at all. Um, you know, uh, it, it really, it made a difference. And it, you know, it, it, took, it took eight months. I didn't get my first deal until I was in the business uh, almost seven months. I remember that. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because this is a, a, what I think is a fatal flaw, but it's a natural human response, right? You're successful and you're like, shit, I can do this. I don't need this, right? Who's this kid telling, who's this guy telling me this stuff or whatever? I don't need to do that, right? And then, and you may or may not, but there's three things, right? Do I like you? right? Can I trust you? And are you good at what you do? Absolutely. Right? The challenge is you weren't good at what you do in real estate because you didn't know real estate fully yet. So you had self-doubt. And when you have self-doubt, the subconscious little upswings in your mind and in your voice and the way that you conduct yourself and your eye contact and the incongruency of confidence is what kills people. So what the scripts do is they give you just simple talking tracks to let you say, Moving up, moving down, moving down. And then you can actually focus in on their energy and and the fast talkers or slow talkers. And that's what you kind of, once that clicked, boom, right? The the talking tracks were just your guide. And then you were able to connect without thinking about real estate. Yeah. You know, one one of the things that I find most often, you know, people, people are looking to be able to trust someone. They don't know who to trust. Right. Uh, you know, they, they've been burned too many times just in life in general. This is a huge transaction for them. Uh, they're, they're really looking for someone that they can trust. And just like when you're confronted with a barking dog, if, if, if the hair goes up on the back of your head, that dog knows that you're in fear. Well, the client, they can smell that, too. They know they sense it. So it, it's so important to be able to instill in them the confidence and the conviction that, that you do know what you're doing. All right. Uh, you know, do your research, do your homework, uh, you know, haste makes waste and, and you know, you, you can't afford to do that today. And, and I think what you've done well too, is when you need to, 
right? You leverage us, right? Because oh, you, you don't know what you're doing on every type of deal. You shouldn't, right? That's Dude, what you say. I, when I call you, you know that I call you for a reason, but you know what? You're always there for me. And yeah. you know, I call, uh, you know, at least a couple of times a month because uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'm not going to shoot my mouth off. I, I need, I need answers to my questions and that's what you're there for. The simple thing is we have 60,000 of them in our, <laughs> under our belt. Right. Yeah. So we've probably been through what you guys are doing. So I think you do that. Well, I think a lot of agents think that it's all them and they're expected to be this all being no all genius about real estate and they have to have it all. That's the dumbest thing in the world. I mean, if, if you, yeah. I know you consider us business partners because Absolutely. I make money, we make money when you make money and vice versa. So it's a leveraging thing. I think a lot of people miss that boat and they try to think it's all me. It's all me. It's not, oh, it's not just un- me. It's unfortunately. Yeah. But unfortunately, there's a lot of brokerages out there and agents working for brokerages where it is all on them, right? So, you know, that is a choice that that agent is making to be at that brokerage. And maybe it's because they feel like they're getting, you know, a better financial deal than they would somewhere else. But, you know, if you are in a situation where you feel like your business is not growing or it's stopped, then it's time to look at that business partner. It's time to look at that person who's supposed to have your back and do they, are they someone you can call? Are they someone that's going to help you through a transaction? Because if they're not, you know, Bob just said it as being one of the top agents in the country just said that he's calling his broker twice a month. Right. And, and maybe, maybe sometimes it's just to say hi, but if you're not even at that level, think about how much support you could probably use. Right. And so if you're not able to get it, it's time to it's time to look around in your market and, and see who else can give it to you. But you know, getting back to it, so so Bob, you started out and pretty quickly joined a team, right? And I just want to dive into that because there's a lot of people that are wondering, should I join a team? Should is a team the right thing for me? And I think for you it was good and, and then you decided you could do it on your own. But I just want to get your perspective on what was the motivation to kind of team up with, with someone else and how did that go? And then, you know, what resulted in you just deciding that maybe you should do it on your own? You know, my great question. I, I went uh, my first two and a half years with the company on my own. And, uh, you know, I, I did really, really well. Uh, by the, uh, uh, the time I was two and a half years in, uh, I believe that I had uh, – uh, my second year, I did 63 transactions that year. And, uh, you know, uh, that's a lot of work. I mean, that's a lot yes. of work for a guy that's almost 60 years old, you know, on your own, 63 yep. transactions. Okay. Yep. So, you know, I, I thought to myself, geez, you know, maybe, you know, we can make this easier. And, and that's the mentality, you know, maybe, you know, uh, you, you give up something, but, you know, you, you get something in return, uh, hopefully uh, time, you know, because that's the one thing that we can never get back, you know, uh, our most precious commodity. And uh, so, you know, we, we uh, I made a decision to partner up and, uh, and you know what, it was a fantastic, fantastic decision. Hey, Bob, um, let, me, let me jump in here for a quick second, because I think for people watching, this is an important distinction. Bob's strengths are unbelievably weighted towards talking with people and being the people people and getting deals done, making feel people feel comfortable and closing deals, right? Now, when you're doing 63 deals, you're bogged down with crap, right? You're bogged down with the minutiae. Not that you're not good at it, but it's not what your highest and best use is in, in, in serving people, right? 
So 63 deals of 63 appraisals and home inspections and addendums and extensions and got a minutes and all of this crap and co-brokes and agents and, and loans falling through. And then you start to get bogged down and frustrated and hating your job. Right. I remember these conversations like this is, this sucks. Right. And you know, I, now you're back into managing this, the shit. So I think when you started thinking, we were talking about who should we team up with, you start looking at um, balancing personality styles and strengths and weaknesses that, and ultimately the only reason to do a team is if you're doing 63, you need to do more than that or free your time up or have things. And we'll get to kind of some, we'll get to another point later with things kind of reprioritizing for you. But I think back in that stage in your life, you're looking to try to free yourself up from the stuff you didn't really enjoy. So you can go do more of what you did enjoy on that. Is that pretty accurate? Absolutely. Um, You know, you, you truly are bogged down there. There is an administrative side that, that, you know, as we all know, it has to be taken care of. I mean, you have to do it. Um, and like it or not, I had to do it. Uh, it was not my highest and best use and certainly not my, my uh, you know, what I wanted to do, not my strength, you know. So uh, anyways, you, 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 you formulate this team uh, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I partnered up with uh, uh, this great individual and, and things worked out terrifically well, right? Uh, what happens, though, is... Uh, um, you think bigger, better, bigger, better, you know, more, more, more. So, so, you know, we finally get all the kinks worked out and we decide to uh, add to the team. You know, we're going to, we're going to make the team bigger because, you know, the kinks are worked out, but now, now we need to do more deals. All right. So, you know, more people, more deals. And, and it doesn't always work out that way. Right. And, and then, and then, you know, keep in mind something, uh, you know, what's fair for one is fair for the other. So you, you, you got to split everything equally. So instead of being 50-50, now it's, you know, 33 and a third, 33 and a third, 33 and a third, you know. And, and, and priorities change for people. Life changes. Things happen, you know. Um, I, uh, I ended up having uh, several heart problems, you know, uh, uh, for a year and a half there, I was in and out of the hospital several times, so on and so forth. And, and, and keep in mind, those things alone put added pressure on the team. So, um, you know, uh, as, as we entered year six uh, uh, with the company, um, the team and I decided that uh, it probably wasn't the, in the best interest of everybody involved in the team to, to keep it as a, 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 as a, a nucleus. So, so we disbanded and, uh, uh, and uh, the team is still operating and they're doing a great job. In fact, they're smoking it right now, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, if, I, if I had to say this, I think that teams of two are terrific. I think when you get beyond the number two, three, four, five, uh, it becomes convoluted. And, uh, you know, then, then people wonder, well, you know, I know what I'm doing today. What are you doing today? You know, what's going on? I mean, am I the only one working? How come, you know, let me, let me check. And then resentment sets in. Once resentment sets in, then your brain, it's over, you know? So, um, but you know, here's what's going on right now. Uh, So, uh, you know, I'm back to a team of one. I'm a team of Bob. And uh, if I do nothing, I get nothing, all right? So, so there's nobody to blame but myself if, uh, uh, you know, if I don't have a paycheck on the desk. Um, 
things are working out terrifically. I, I, I honestly can't even tell you how many deals I've done so far this year. I, I know that uh, uh, I'm doing well. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, if I had to put a number to it, I couldn't. Um, you know, last year uh, I spent pretty much the entire month of July in, in Italy. Um, you know, uh, which was nice uh, that I was there then. And, you know, because I, I certainly wouldn't want to go there now. Um, and, uh, you know, things, things are changing. Uh, you know, I bought a new let me, property. Let me jump a, in there, Bob, for yeah. a quick second. Cause I think this is, this is one of the most important things for me. I mean, I, I'm so thrilled to have you not doing 63 transactions right now because, um, it's about putting a big ass smile on your face, right? That's what we say yeah. all the time. And we do the primary aims and, and the, the concept of the primary aims, depending on how much you want to get into it, but it's, you got to figure out what makes you happy. Right. And, and what made you happy. And we talked about all kinds of different things, primary aims. You were talking about maybe doing some expansions with offices with us and all kinds of things, different looking at all types of things. And then I remember this conversation like it was yesterday said, I don't want to do it. I don't want the stress. I'm throttling them back. I'm going to do my deals. I'm going to be smarter, probably fewer of them, but I'm going to make money. I'm going to travel. I'm going to enjoy my life. And I've never been more happy in a coaching session, whatever you want to call it, just chatting ever before because the reprioritization uh, and just the realization of what makes you happy is what this is all about. I mean, guys, real estate is just a vehicle to earn money to fund a lifestyle that puts a big ass smile on your face. And you're a great example of that. And it's throttle up, throttle back, whatever it is during the time that you're going with through life. So touch on that for a second, how that's kind of evolved for you. You know, uh, I have to, I have to say, uh, this is, uh, my my stress level is by far at its lowest that it's been in years. And, you know, I, I thank, I thank God for that because stress is a killer. Um, it's, uh, it's nice to be able to enjoy my rewards. Uh, and, and I'm doing that as well. You know, um, you know, it's, uh, you just need to prioritize what's important to you. Um, you know, the workflow will come, um, you know, may, maybe I should say this in the, uh, you know, seven, eight deals that I've done already this year. Um, you know, I, I believe that, uh, you know, six or seven of them are from previous clients. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm really touching base with the people that know me, trust me, like me. Um, you know, I've already got an established relationship. Um, you know, I don't have to work as hard with those folks. And, and they're honored to be able to pass my name on or recommend me. Uh, so getting the opportunity to list your house or sell you a new house to one of their friends or relatives, uh, you know, it's rather easy. And it's nice because there's a level of respect there. It's like, oh, you know what? It's kind of like, uh, you know, Jeff, hey, uh, I need an accountant. Uh, you, can you recommend someone or an attorney? I mean, it's on that level. I mean, it's really nice. Uh, it gives me the opportunity to do a better job for the client uh, because I take it more personally. You know, I mean, I, I'm yeah. really doing my job to the fullest. I'm working with a young lady right now. And uh, I, I tell you what, I, I mean, I, I don't want to go into the details, but yeah, man, it makes you feel good. And my stress level is, is in check. Um, you know, I, I'm enjoying my life. I'm enjoying the fruits of my labor. Um, 
you know, things are pretty good. And, you know, I highly recommend that people turn around and, and you know, reevaluate um, what they're doing. And I mean, if life is really stressful, if you're, you, you know, you're stressing over where your next deal is, turn around and look at someone that, you know, you, 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 you've dealt with in the past. If they, if they truly, truly were appreciative of the service that you gave them, turn around and ask them for their assistance. Because if they're appreciative, they'll give you their assistance and they'll turn around and they'll recommend you or they'll tell you what conversation they, they just had within the past week or so that was a real estate conversation that could involve you, right? Uh, you know, instead of investing in Zillow or, you know, going out and, you know, uh, putting together a mailer and spending hundreds of dollars on a mailer, uh, you know, the, the, the people are there. The deals are there. So. I want to just, I just want to touch on something real quick because I think, you know, there's a couple of things. So I want to make sure I recap this, make sure we hit this point home. You know, the fact is that Bob just said he has no idea really how many deals or how much money he made. And I love that statement because what's happening is instead of him letting his, his entire intent with his clients changes when he's not tied to the dollars that are coming in, but rather measuring everything by am I, am I happy, right? Am I able to do the things that I enjoy, that are putting a big ass smile on my face, that are make me happy and letting happiness be the dictator of do I need to work harder or do I need to work less, right? And so I just see so often, especially with what I do and you know, I'm on Instagram and I'm on TikTok and I'm on Facebook and, you, and YouTube, you see all these this content that's doing really well from these agents and other people. And they're pushing this, you know, you need to live in a 10,000 square foot house and drive a Ferrari and wear a Rolex to be happy. And if those things really do make you happy, right? Like I, I love watches and cars, I, but I love them for them, not because of what they make me look like to somebody else, right? So if that's really what makes you happy, that's awesome. But it can't be about that. And especially it can't be about that just to make you look successful because the reality is when you get to a place where Bob is right now, where he's measuring his entire life off of lifestyle and happiness instead of dollars, everything changes, right? So I really want to hit that point home. I also want to make a quick recap though of that whole team situation because the one thing to keep in mind with those teams, and, and Jeff hit on it, though, is if you are considering even going in a partnership with somebody else, make sure you are balancing yourself and your skill set like Bob did. That's why that team worked. Me and Jeff are very good friends. We'll be friends for forever. But I would argue that if it was just me and him going on a team together, we would probably struggle because we're basically the same human being. Right. So we have Craig, thank God, that balances us in a completely different way. Right. And we need Craig. So in our situation, it's great if you if I want to go into business with Jeff, because we are like minded and I know that you know we like each other and that's going to work out well. That plays well. But if, if it was just me and him, we would struggle in certain areas because we're the same person. Whereas we need that third person like Craig to come in and be that balancing act who's going to fill those gaps of where we might struggle or, or not be happy doing, right? I can work an Excel sheet like an accountant, but I don't like it, 
right? So like, those are the things that I just want to make sure we're recapping. So if you're watching this as an agent and you're thinking about a team or you're in a team situation right now and it's not working, those are the things to look at, you know, is the team balanced skill set wise? Um, and, and then reevaluate. So I just want to make those points Mike, real quick. Mike, you know, I, I'm going to touch base on what you said. Um, you, you are absolutely hundred percent correct. Teams do work and they work really well. Um, and they can be a lot of fun. Right. But uh, it has to be fair for both parties or all parties involved in the team. And the skill set is, is truly important. Uh, yeah. You, you have to offset each other, uh, you know, through the, through the entire <laughs> transaction, through the entire relationship. And you're hundred percent correct. So, um, you know, if someone is in a team and they're struggling out there, they need to reevaluate, you know, it's probably a skill set problem. You know, it's, it's, it's also, Bob, I think it's also a mindset problem. And, and let me touch on that for a second, because here's the problem with teams and in real estate. Let's say, let's say the three of us, just we'll use this example. Three of us want to go um, start a real estate team. We kick ass, right? We'd get a lot of business. We'd probably have a lot of fallout because we wouldn't be following the details, right? But it would work out fine. But here's the challenge. Um, if our goals are not aligned, resentment will kick in. Because if Absolutely. I want to make 400 grand this year, and I'm so driven to making 400 grand this year, I know that I need X number of deals for this collective unit to perform. But if you're happy making 85 and Puma wants 120, we've got a big problem because I want more than you want and it's not going to work out and I'm going to resent you. And then, you know, I'm going to be, you're going to be thinking that I'm thinking things about you and vice versa and it's going to implode. So if you don't get to the happiness goal of what lifestyle are you guys looking to fulfill? And if you guys can't really make that align, you're dead. You might as well just walk in with your divorce papers already filled out because it will not work. You have to go in and say, okay, this quarter, are we all happy making 50 grand each? Okay. And if the, what if you can't just say, yes, I need to know what are you going to do with this 50 grand? Cause if you can't tell me what you're going to do with 50 grand, your ass is not going to make 50 grand because you just kind of proved it. Money flows to match your level of happiness expectations. Right. So we, all three of us have one, mine's going to flow to meet mine, but if yours does, it's going to flow to meet yours and yours is going to flow to meet yours, but they're not going to, if they're not aligned, we're dead. Yep. You know, Jeff, just to take that one step further, um, you know, health has a lot to do with it too. Right. I mean, that stress yep. level, that health, uh, you yep. know, uh, money plays a huge, you know, the largest role, but you know, after you spend, uh, you know, two months in the hospital, yeah, I don't know. You know, your, uh, your goals change, your, 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 your mindset, you're right. Mindset changes and it's not a money mindset. It's a health mindset. So there's a lot of things that play into it. And I think that you need to navigate, you know, through all of that and decide, you know, whether it's going to be right for you to be part of a team. So well, what, what I like the transition that you're doing right now, Bob, and it's, it's, it's exciting for me to watch you because I, I, I love you as a person. I love seeing the things that you're doing. I always have. Thank you right? Um, what money is important to fund a lifestyle, right? Sure. But the trade-off is when you trade hours for money versus money for money. So what I love that you're doing is you just bought a great investment property, two houses, nice pool property. It's going to bring you income, right? So as you see carts getting more of that, you know that you need X dollars per month to be able to say, you know what? I want to go screw around in Italy for a month if I want to. 
and I, my bills are paid, my cars, everything's paid off, everything's nice. I just need this much time to play around. I have some time to go play music with my friends and just enjoy life. I need X dollars. So the ultimate American dream is to have investments that pay you enough money to fund that American dream. So real estate becomes a hobby essence that throws you extra cash, right? If you ever want some, but you're getting to the stage now that you're making your money work for you, buying these investment properties that other people are paying the mortgage of and throwing off positive cash flow, which, um, which makes the amount of time you have to work, have to work go down, which makes your stress level go down, which makes your enjoyment level go up, which is ultimately what we're after, right? So I think that's a clarification Absolutely. a lot of people miss. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And, and Absolutely. life happens, right? So Bob, you had health issues. You know, and Jeff, you just recently had a baby. Like all mm -hmm. these little things happen and that needs to adjust, right? So one thing I see is where people start to get really unhappy is when those things happen and instead of adjusting for it to get back to a level of happiness, they end up just trying to stay the course of the way things were and it doesn't work, no. right? It just, it, that, that'll end in success. Now we all hit hurdles, right? Bob, you've been in this business now seven years. You've had health issues. You've had all sorts of things. You've had, we're, we're going through a hurdle right now with COVID-19. How have you dealt with the different hurdles and different things to keep you on track, keep your business on track? Even right now, what are you doing right now to get yourself through, you know, this pandemic and, and the, the outfall from it? Okay. You know, real good question. Uh, number one, I get up in the morning. Number two, I treat my real estate career like it's a 40 plus hour a week job. And <clears throat> funny thing is, uh, I probably work more hours in real estate than I ever did in retail. How funny is that? So, you know, in, in real estate, the, you know, the time clock, the doors are never locked. So, you know, from the time you get up to the time you go to bed, uh, you know, last night I got a call at, you know, 1145 and I'm like, who the hell is calling me? You know, and, and it's this gal out in California that's coming to town in a couple of weeks. And, and I said, what are you calling me so late for? And she said to me, it's not late. You know, I, I mean, there's time difference. So, so, you know, your doors are always open. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, just because COVID is, is upon us and happening, my business hasn't stopped. Uh, yesterday, uh, uh, you know, as much as uh, I, I like being a listing agent, yesterday I, I showed three properties. Uh, the day before I showed three properties. Um, you know, I, I'm working with a gal that has a, a very unique situation and she needs, to, uh, she needs to get out of her rental and she needs to get into a home. And she's very well qualified, but we've got a school district situation that we need to deal with and, and we have some specifics. So, so uh, the challenge is on, and it's a good challenge, and I like challenges like that. Uh, but to answer your question, Mike, uh, you know, I, I get up and I go to work every day. Um, you know, there's, uh, I, I've got to stay in contact with uh, my previous client base. Uh, I've got to make the, the calls saying, hey, I'm here. What do you need? Uh, who do you know? Uh, who do you know that I can uh, uh, help with real estate? Uh, you know, so if I don't make those calls, when the time comes, they're not going to remember me and they're going to say, oh, you know, call Jeff Beggins. Oh, no, no, I want him to call me. 
you know? So I need to be, you know, top of mind. I need to make those calls. I need to send that text message. I need to stay in contact. So throughout the day, you know, that is happening throughout the day while I'm working on my house, while I'm scheduling to show four homes today uh, between uh, four and six, um, you know, life happens and um, you need to go to work. Uh, COVID-19, this too will pass. Our beaches are going to open. The counties are going to go back to, uh, to work. Uh, I will tell you, it's very important. Um, you know, several of the homes that we went to yesterday had uh, signage on the doors indicating that they, they wanted to make certain that we were masked and gloved, you know, before we went in. Um, so, you know, make certain uh, if you're out there and you are, you know, showing homes that you're, you're following the rules. It's very important. Um, but uh, yeah, go to work, show up, do what needs to be done. Um, you know, I, I've, I've always been a worker. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, I, I, I don't know what I would do if I got up in the morning and had nothing to do. I, I couldn't <laughs> just sit on my ass. Well, if you ever see that happen, you pick up your phone and make sure that doesn't, the, the day doesn't end that way. That's the difference yeah. between you and some other people out there. So, you know, so far my, my phone's rang six times so far during this interview. So, yeah. uh, you know, I've got six calls. I know I need to return when we're done. Um, you know, I'm, I'm certain that, you know, nothing is of urgency. You know, I, I used to be afraid. I used to be afraid that, you know, I, I couldn't let a call ring through. I had to answer it, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, even that, that fear is still here today, you know, during this interview. But, but I know that they're not going to go anywhere. I, I know that, you know, it, it'll all be good. So, yeah. But I, I, love, I love that mindset, though. And this is something that clicked with me the other day, you know, just getting up and getting to work. Right. And, and I've kind of had that ingrained in me since I was a kid from watching my parents and, you know, just something my dad especially has passed on to me. But, you know, it occurred to me the other day that I was watching my kids through this whole pandemic. Right. And their world, you know, granted different than ours has been completely disrupted too. My son had it. My oldest one had a meltdown yesterday because he just misses his friends. He wanted to go to school. He's only nine. So he still likes school. He wanted to go to school so badly just to really interact with his friends. Right. So their worlds have been disrupted. However, if you watch them throughout the day, when they get up in the morning, they're treating it just like it's another day. And, you know, they're going through it. There's no fear. There's no real anxiety. There's no. And the reason is, because they're sheltered, obviously, they're not watching the news. Their little heads aren't getting filled with the scariness that's out there. The fear is not being ingrained in them. And so their mentality, the way they operate, is it's just another day, right? It's the same. This is just Wednesday for them, just like it was Wednesday before the pandemic started. A little bit different because they're not going to school, but they still are sitting at the kitchen table right now doing schoolwork, yeah, right? Sure. So, so that to me is if we can get to that place as adults, if we can block out that fear and say, you know what, if I just get up today and get to work, like it's just another Wednesday, forget the pandemic, what would I do on Wednesday if this was 60 days ago? And let me go do that. And let me go take that mentality into today. And I think you will see a completely different outcome than what some people are experiencing. You know, Mike, but we, we don't do that. We have, as, 
as adult human beings, this thing that's called the fear of loss versus the fear of gain. So we, we know what we currently have, but we don't know what's on the other side. So that, that transition, that mindset, that giving it up, you know, I mean, yep. so, so this is, this is a, a beautiful time, un, unfortunately, for people to make changes in their life because they don't know what, what's beyond, right? I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, this pandemic is going to change not only the way that we do business, but the way that we interact, our society in general. You know, uh, it's very unfortunate. You know, I mean, you know, I I know that, you know, we're we're supposedly all in this together. However, you know, we're we're not all in this at the same level together. I mean, you know, I know, uh, you know, I'm very blessed. I'm very fortunate that, uh, you know, I'm I'm secure and I'm able to pay my bills and whatnot. But I know that there are people out there that that are not. Uh, You know, I know that uh, there's people out there where it's getting pretty scary right now. You know, that they, they, they were anticipating the government, you know, helping them out and there, there's no government relief for them. They didn't get what was promised. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of false hope. And, uh, you know, for some people, uh, you know, it, it's getting damn scary. And, and that's a shame. So yep, that, 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 that fear of loss versus the fear of gain, you know, uh, you know for, for us at this level, you know, it's one thing. But, you know, th- there are people out there that, that ee, you know, I, I hope that this, this passes and I hope that, uh, you know, we start to get back to uh, some normalcy quickly. Yep. To, to one last mindset thought about that, Bob, is that you could easily have your head stuck in a hole right now and have every justification in the planet to do it. You've got a new house, new investment property you're fixing up. Um, there's a pandemic going around. Not You're supposed to shelter at home. You could not go show four houses today. You don't have to, Right. If you don't get a check from this client, oh, you're not going to be gotta, dead, right? Yeah, but, but I, I've got someone that needs my help. She there needs me. She, she called me. She sought me out because she needed an expert to help her solve her problem. You know, I, Jeff, you. Well, yeah, well, one thing, I, you know, a lot of people say to me, what do you do? Uh, you know, people that I don't know, you know, when I, I get into a conversation and, you know, oftentimes I'll just say, you know, well, I, I help people. They say, well, what, what do you mean you help people? Um, I, I really don't sell homes. The homes sell themselves. I solve problems. I help people transition in life. I help them solve their life problem and, and move on to a better, a better place in time. You know, whether they're moving up or moving down or moving around, that's my job. So, so this person ha- has asked specifically for me to help them. I can't let her down. I love it. But that's the mindset that keeps you producing at the level that you're doing it because it's not work. Did you hear any, did you hear any labor of he has to do this? He loves to do this because he, it's a duty, it's a calling and, and you're great at it. So, well, I, thank you. I you know, it. if I, if I lament, if I lament on anything, um, you know, for instance, I have a, I have a bathroom floor right around the corner from me that needs to be grouted. And then I have to hang drywall, you know? <laughs> so, so those, those are the things, you know, as I enjoy seeing the end result, 
All right. I mean, when, when you're, you're done, you can step back and you take a look at it and you say, wow, you know, I did that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, but uh, if I if I have any hesitation in getting the ball rolling, <laughs> that's where it's at. See, I, I didn't get that gene. I, I One thing I've learned for sure is if I started that tile grout project, I'm sure I could do it, but it would be no, you twice, as, twice as much. No, you wouldn't. It would be twice as long. You would not be on your hands no. and being grouted here's, that tile. No way. I, here's, how, would, <laughs> here's how Jeff justifies all uh, doing basically outsourcing all labor of any kind is because it's not right to deprive somebody else of their living that's right. So so he That's hires right. them. This is literally how he sells it to himself, why he should never do anything outside of what, what he wants to do. Now, my father, my father, who couldn't swing a hammer, did teach me, pay yourself first. So I know yeah. I can do the job. You know, I could bring someone in to do it. You know, I, I certainly am in a position to be able to pay someone to do it. But why? Why should I? Yeah, I still, you know? I still cut my own grass. I, and there people are like, why? Go. And I said, well, because I have enough passive income coming in that while I'm mowing, I'm still having sales happen in the background. So I look at it as I'm actually getting paid to go mow my own lawn, yep. right? Plus it's a mindset that I just like it. I like seeing it done. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Um, you guys but- are sick. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and I just have outside right now, I've got my to-do list, my quarantine to-do list. I decided to give to somebody else who's out there doing it all right now. But I'll tell you what, I will do. I will get way more accomplished in the hours and hours he's going to take doing all this stuff. That I, I enjoy doing what I do way better than swinging the thing. Now, now way let me better. ask you this because this is this is the real question: Does Vipka know that you hired somebody else, or are you going to sneak your way into taking credit for everything on that list getting done? No my, way. That, my, she knows better. Vika and gang and Jeff are going to be out on the boat later on. It's a beautiful day. And why not? I would yeah. be too. I hear hey, you. We all, we all make choices. Bob, I want to thank you. I know you're busy. I want to thank you for taking time out with us today. You are a, a great person. You're a, a leader in the industry. Um, you are an inspiration to a lot of agents. And I think this is going to be very helpful for those who watch. I just want to thank you for taking the time out this morning. You know what? Thanks. Thanks for asking me to do this. I had fun and I'd love to do it anytime. You got, you got it. It's it. my pleasure. We'll, we'll definitely bring you back. Thank awesome. you, sir. I appreciate it. Have a great thanks, day. Bob. Have fun thanks, routing Bob. some tile. See you later. <laughs> All right. Bye.